0: You are listening to Fresh Tracks Weekly. Just know that there's also a video portion to this podcast, uh, so you can check that out on Randy Newberg Hunter YouTube channel. They will be posted there every week. This is Fresh Tracks Weekly. Uh, So, one fun thing that happened this week is I got my data back from my bear that I harvested in Alaska last spring. Uh, They take a tooth and they can age it. Is 10 years old. So that was super cool. Michael got his back as well.
1: This bear right here got my age data back yesterday, seven years old. I was really surprised on the stats on that, weren't you? Like yeah. a lot of people shoot bears that are like 15 years old. We're still
0: working on the studio. We're obviously not recording in the studio right now. Uh, we're in the conference room. Hopefully we're gonna have a new studio set up next week because uh, the previous setup was uh, Randy's, uh, whatever. It took him like 30 seconds to come up with that idea it needed to be changed. So hopefully we'll have a cooler backdrop uh, next week. Michael was also gone last week, so we gotta get a quick recap of how his steelhead fishing trip went.
1: In Idaho, there's these big B-run steelhead that come up all the way from the ocean, like 500 miles or so. And uh, saw a couple, but the rivers were blown out and spent three and a half days of not touching a fish yeah
0: you saw some cool country
1: saw some really cool country saw a lot of turkeys saw a lot of wildlife very cool area of idaho it's on the opposite side of the continental divide so we saw green grass which is very cool i'm definitely going back just need to time it a little bit better that's what happens though when you do it yourself you don't i mean i'm no expert just go out there and try my hardest and oftentimes i fail
0: for me this week i was out doing a little more uh, sideways snow training, getting hit in the face with some sideways snow, a little skiing, always good to get, get you trained up on that. And remember, Montana is like this 95% of the time. Uh, but anyway, uh, the rest of the crew, Randy is out of the office. He is down in Vegas visiting with Go Dale Dale's making some pulled mountain lion tacos for lunch. Uh, he was able to go out with a friend a few months ago who had some hounds. And killed this great tom uh, now we get to enjoy the meat super tasty uh big fan of Mountain Lion Tacos. So we also released a Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation film on our YouTube channel this week. It was a film that RMEF put together, super cool on the Kentucky Elk expansion. I believe Samuel Pike was the uh, cinematographer behind it. Really, really cool stuff. And the editing, it's like, it feels like a James Bond movie. Um, it's, it you're kind of like almost expecting someone to jump out of the helicopter and tackle an elk at some point, but it's, I I like it. It's really cool. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's up on on the Randy Newberg YouTube channel. Uh, But anyway, for a few headlines, building off of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, uh, they just put out an interactive article on their website that is super cool. It details the Minim, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, Minim, Minim River Acquisition Project in Oregon. The Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife and the Manulife Investment Management Timberland Business have been working collaboratively with RMEF to purchase over 15,000 of acres of land to become a Oregon wildlife area. These are lands that are managed by the state uh, wildlife department. It'll be able to block up with other public land, and it's gonna be actively managed for wildlife. And basically, they're gonna use utilize cattle grazing and timber harvest still, but with the goal of increasing forage for wildlife. So far, they've already purchased 4,600 acres of this, and they need to purchase the remaining 11,000 they're hoping to close on that in early december they're still fundraising for this uh, but yeah so far dollars from Pittman robertson hundred dollars oregon department of fish and wildlife bass pro and cabela's outdoor fund oregon hunters association and of course the rocky mountain elk foundation they've all contributed a bunch of this super cool project check out that interactive article it's really cool how they lay it out um, can scroll through and, and see how all, this all is coming together. There was a recent study published in the Journal of Animal Ecology that posed the question as to what level predators could limit the spread of CWD in Yellowstone. So this publication is just a model, it's not on-the-ground research, but it's likely going to fuel discussions amongst wildlife managers for years probably. Uh, the model suggests that if predation from wolves and mountain lions follows the healthy herd hypothesis, basically meaning that the predators are going to weed out the sick animals, um, sick and weak animals, that this could help reduce CWD prevalence in prey animals. The model showed that if predators selected for prime age adults with CWD, that it would limit the spread of the disease. But it's unclear if this would actually occur because normally predators seek out an easier target like a fawn or a calf, So basically, it would depend on if CWD was actually creating a scenario where those predators were targeting those animals more. Uh, Our friend and deer biologist Jim Heffelfinger pointed out when the model showed predators reducing levels of CWD, uh, the predators would have to disproportionately select up to 10 times more for those animals, those infected animals versus non infected animals. So, my guess is this is not going to drive management decisions right away. But what it is gonna do is probably prompt a lot more on the ground research in the future. So to test basically if this model holds up. Also in the world of CWD, Wyoming is for the first time implementing a little bit more liberal regulations towards killing more mature bucks. Uh, Basically the Wyoming CWD management plan identified that increased mature buck harvest was gonna be an option to lower CWD prevalence We talked about this previously. The Western Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies has put out guidelines for reducing CWD and reducing those mature age class animals is one of the ideas that will reduce prevalence. So Wyoming is taking their first steps towards this. I looked at the proposed regulation changes and for mule deer, at least, it didn't seem too drastic so far. Uh, They did increase quotas in a few districts and they extended some hunts into the rut, but uh, didn't look like the quotas were increased by much more than 25 total tags. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if that, it's gonna, those numbers will continue to go up or I don't know what their plan is. But uh, with whitetails, they did increase stuff a lot more. They get, the, they increased quotas and in seasons for both does and bucks. So I'm sure we'll see some increased harvest with whitetails in Wyoming. In Washington, they have canceled the spring bear hunt for the 2022 season. Uh, this has been a contentious issue for a while now. There was a reshuffling of the Washington Fish and Wildlife Commission, that, and there's been this back-and-forth discussion and a mystery whether or not there was going to be a spring season. Uh, but the commission met this weekend, and they voted 5-4 to four against establishing a bear hunt this spring. So this is the first time that there has not been a spring bear hunt since 1999. From the sounds of it the majority of the public commenters supported reinstating the season pointing out that the information indicates that healthy populations of black bears occur in the state Uh, the commenters opposing the seasons mentioned that things like the potential to orphan bear cubs i think one of the main reasons that probably drove the decision was commissioner tim reagan claimed that the reasoning for not wanting to support the spring season was the lack of data Uh, He wanted to have robust data and, and information on black bear population before allowing the hunt. This kind of creates a conundrum because the Department of Fish and Wildlife does not have the resources nor the funding to collect the type of data that Reagan is wanting. So to give this a little context, for years in a lot of states, state wildlife agencies including Washington rely on hunter harvest data as an indicator for black bear population trends. Uh, Basically, from harvested bears, they're able to collect data from ages and harvest success and get an idea of what's going on with the population. And I understand that this sounds rudimentary, but it's shown to work. Uh, states have done it successfully and have robust black bear populations. Many are arguing that this is a drastic overreaction to cancel the season before getting all this data. So we're, for today's Deeper Dive, we're going to talk about black bear hunting. There's been a pretty big movement to uh, reduce black bear hunting or get rid of it altogether, and predator hunting in general. We're going to talk about it in the terms of black bears, and Randy's out of the office this week, so. Filling in is
2: Jonathan Spear. I'm gonna do what I can to fill in for Randy, but yeah. it's gonna be a lot less knowledge.
0: I feel like most of the audience probably knows who you are at this point. Uh, but Mr. Getting the Primo footage and photo guy. Oh, I, I try. You've edited a bunch of our stuff from day by day, lessons learned, application strategies, all of the above. All that good stuff. But uh, you're also a relatively new hunter. Mm-hmm. And bear hunter. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I, I figured you'd be a good fit for this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, like when, did, like, when did you start hunting? Um, it is 2022, so 2020, 2019. 20, yeah, 2019. I shot my first mule deer. Um, I had hunted previously, uh, but just for small game. And, you know, I killed a snowshoe hare and a, uh, a dove growing up. Um, so, like, two small game. And then got another deer last year with Marcus on the deer camp trip. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. And then got my first uh, black bear, would have been this last spring of 20, uh, spring 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Got a Montana cinnamon uh, phase black bear. Which is like
0: super interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people don't start bear hunting. I feel like it like a lot of times comes later. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But like, for like new hunters, I feel like it's bear hunting isn't like the top of the list. But you yeah. were, like right out. Yeah, you start your first season of bear hunting. You went more than I did by a ways, and like I, I guess I'm pretty new to bear hunting too. Is another thing. Yeah, like, your first started bear was last. I spring got my as first well? bear last year, last yeah, spring, last spring, last spring yep. same year. Yeah, yep. and I had before that. I mean, I would buy bear tags occasionally, but yeah. in the last like three or four years is kind of when I've actually started
2: hunting. Yeah, like wasn't a priority for you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just wasn't
0: super interested in it. Like I don't know. I just didn't know anything about it. I guess, but yeah. So, I started to pay a little more attention in the world of like bear hunting Mm -hmm. in the last few years because I've personally been interested in it. And then also, just like started to notice all these articles talking about spring bear seasons or just bear seasons in general getting canceled. Yeah. Or getting whatever. There's just like this movement to end bear hunting or predator hunting in general. Yeah. And so, I've just been, I don't know, I'm learning a lot. I'm trying to learn more about it. Uh, But yeah, I figured we'd talk about that because this recent decision in Washington happened. I believe New Jersey had some things oh, with, didn't know that, with bears and other states. I know it's been popping up a bunch. Yeah. Basically, um, this movement to um, end bear hunting, even though a lot of states have super robust populations yeah. of bears.
2: Like, yeah, I always hear about like uh, Lake Tahoe, California area, mm-hmm. like tons of black bears breaking into properties. There was that video uh, that came out a couple months ago of the black bear saw with like three cubs on the beach, like hanging out with the right. beach goers, like stole a cooler and like, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Like there's a lot of, I feel like black bear encounters are becoming it seems like more more common uh, yeah. as time goes on. Well and that's the other interesting thing is like
0: that I've learned that black bears are very similar in the respect like to deer and elk in the way that, you know, during the market hunting era and everything, we killed most of them, like mm-hmm. we, We killed a ton of black bears. They almost wiped them off of, you know, the landscape. But then through the North American model, basically managing wildlife, brought them back. They've reestablished a ton of areas. They're super robust in, like, a lot of the northwest and east now. And it's just, like, yeah, overlapping with society, too. So it's like they're getting, like you're saying, like there's this, like, all this human conflict with bears. And they're like, appears to be a lot of them. But... That's like the thing where it's, they're difficult to estimate populations of because they're not like a deer or elk where you have, you know, the, or mostly I guess like an elk that'll like winter in a valley. Yeah. And you can like fly these surveys and count them. Yeah. You can't do that with bears. They like live in timbered areas yeah. or, or hard. To, or they're in dens. And they, And then also it's even like, I think there's been some work with like camera trapping, like trying to figure out like, you know, just with trail cameras, how many bears are in an area, but they yeah. look pretty similar. And yeah. so it's, they're hard to estimate Yeah, the populations of them. Like the thing that I think one of the, I guess, I don't know how to put this. Maybe it, it's almost like a chink in the armor of hunting, of, black, of defending blackbird hunting seasons is not having enough data, because that's like, I feel like that was one of the big drivers yeah. of the Washington decision, like we don't have yeah. enough data, we just don't know, we don't know. Yeah. And whether or not that's really their agenda or not, I don't know, but that's what they're claiming, and the data that's normally used is hunter harvest surveys, yeah. basically how many bears were killed in X number of days yeah. and like how does that fluctuate throughout the years right. what are the ages of the bears that are getting harvested they'll pull a tooth yep the sex yeah <coughs> the sex of the bear so all that you can like kind of get some ideas of trends yeah and it, it, and i talked about it earlier but like it it works like largely i mean it's not like the states are running bears into the ground yeah. like there's no like example where a state agency has exterminated black bears since modern like in times of modern wildlife right. management right like, now that we have seasons and, like, limits and you have to get a tag and a lot of areas you have to get drawn, it's not like we're driving them into the ground. Yeah. But it's interesting, like, the this movement to, to end it. And I feel like it's probably mostly, uh, you know, different agendas. But I don't know. I guess one of the things, though, I wanted to talk to you about is because I think there's, like, this perception that it's, like, all about trophy hunting people just want to kill bears yeah
2: get the claws and the hide like, and the skull I don't know
0: like as a new hunter what like what was your perspective of like going into like bear hunting yeah like was that like a thing? is that how you viewed it or did you even think about it much before that
2: not not so much for the trophy aspect but like I had I was living in Alaska for a couple years and a buddy of mine's older brother Shot a black bear and made breakfast burritos, okay. and it was like one of the best breakfast burritos I've ever had. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know you could eat black bear." And this is like five, or like six, seven years ago, Like Seven, eight years ago. And so, like, I knew I knew I could eat them, and I knew the meat was good. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I wasn't I wasn't out trying to get like a sweet rug or like, oh, I can't wait to get like a necklace with claws on it. Like, I <laughs> that wasn't really in my mind. I just right. like. After the fall, and then you get the winter. Like it's the first like big season of hunting. You get to get out. The weather's nice. Snow's melting. Like I've gone turkey hunting a few times. Never killed one. But I I just don't get as pumped up about turkeys as I do about black bear season. I I think it's just like that first like warm weather. You get to hike. You're in the mountains. Um, So it was just like the adventure part of black bear hunting to me was like a really big part of it. Um, And I know you could eat them. And I just like I'm fascinated by where they live. Um, so I just I knew I wanted to be exploring in the outdoors in spring for the chance to kill a bear. I never killed one. I didn't know how I would feel when I did because like, you know, I could see how people would be like, oh, teddy bears, like they're they're yeah. cute and cuddly and like they're soft <laughs> and like the cubs are so cute and they are. Um, yeah. But like I I went out with like I'm gonna shoot a boar. I'm gonna shoot a male. Um, the unit I was in had a female quota of I don't even know twelve or thirteen. So like mm-hmm. once those once those are reached once those females in that unit or reach, there's a quota. Uh hunting is done altogether um for for males and females um in the in the unit I was hunting. So uh first time yeah first year I went out two springs ago. It was I did a lot of hiking, crossed crossed a river in the icy water because I saw one. I went after it. Yeah and it's like it didn't work out. I didn't know what I was doing. But like I had so much fun. It was a great adventure and then uh, this last year I had a little bit more idea of what, what I was gonna do, how to do it. You know, Randy shared some tips, shared some locations mm-hmm. to check out. Dale and I went out and ended up seeing a bear on our first morning out of a five-day hunt, so, or our first afternoon. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really know what to expect as far as like how it would feel after I killed one, what it would be like to skin it and, and you know, do all the meat and get it out of the field. And it was like a ton of work, and I'm glad I had Dale with me to help, because he, he had already yeah. harvested at least at least one i think if not several bears he'd been all along on on bear harvest and he knew what he was doing but yeah um yeah it was it was overall like i wanted to have an adventure i wanted to harvest local meat and um yeah it was great i plan on bear hunting this spring um, montana seems to have a very healthy population i've seen so many of them on fall hunts and just hiking in the spring and summer like they're they're everywhere i haven't heard anything about montana being like Oh no, our black bear population is going down like they just seem like they're very robust and and uh, they're survivors and they can be harvested and it's a renewable resource for food. Yeah. Well, so, it's in,
0: it's interesting because I feel like I felt I, I was kind of confused about it as well going into it, but I feel like now I view bears the same as a deer or elk. Yeah. And it's like the same motivation of yeah. like wanting to go deer or elk hunting, like yeah. it's about the adventure yeah. and about the meat. It's like it's a it's a bunch of things right. that like make it intriguing yeah. as a huntable species. Yeah. And I feel like there's just this perception where people view it differently like the like people against bear hunting I, I think you know where some people who are very okay with deer hunting are not okay with right. bear hunting. Right. And it's just like I think it's that charismatic aspect. Yep. It, it's closer to looking like their pet dog or yeah. whatever. It's just like it is more of that forward-facing eyes or like yeah. this like cool animal but yeah like the more i learn about it and the more i participated in it this feels like very much like deer elk hunting yeah but for whatever reason people get pretty irrational when it comes to to predators yeah but yeah it's fun i like hunting them and they're yeah super tasty that was the first one i had last year i'm like yeah these things are great yeah we cooked and up
2: the the backstrap of the one, because I, I killed mine like a week before you guys left for Alaska, then you and Michael killed yours, but the meat was still good. Yeah. And like the burger and the breakfast sausage, like it's, it's really good. Like I don't have any, yeah. very mild and maybe, I, don't, I don't know if I got lucky or you got lucky with one that like I was told they're super greasy, like, oh, I think they're, they're probably
0: good. I've heard they can be variable, like depending yeah. on their diets, and I'm sure they are. But yeah. But like, yeah, like those crazy, mine had like no fat on it. Yeah, I like had, had some. Yours had not a lot. More like significantly more than, yours. than mine. But yeah, yeah I was this interesting. But it was still tasted. Yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'm hopeful. I mean I'm I think there's gonna be a con- like back to like the push against ending the seasons, I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm i I'm sure there's gonna be big pushes to reduce predator hunting for deer yeah. years. But I'm hopeful that this push for more data will actually Support, honey, because I feel like hmm, the yeah. more we learn about them, I think it's going to prove that there are robust populations. Yeah, and I was trying to, I was like trying to research this because I know that there's been a, a big push to do genetic samples with hair snares. So we'll put hmm. out like barbed wire, or yeah. just like different ways to collect bear hair, and you can get an idea of population right. from that. It's pretty expensive. It's getting cheaper, but I was trying to figure out if there was a area where they had like their Their normal population estimate, and then once they went in with hair snares, like, did that, like, did it match, like, what you thought? Was there less than you thought? Was there more than you thought? And I couldn't really get at that, but I'm trying to. I know there was a big study on grizzly bears in, uh, I think, like around Glacier, and if I remember right, they showed that there was a lot more grizzly bears than they thought, yeah, Hmm. in the area after doing the hair snares. Based on the DNA of different, like, I, I mean. I'm all for more data. Like I just I think it's a little extreme to cancel a season. Yeah. By not having data, so it's like it's a conundrum, but I think having more data is definitely a good thing. Having more information is always good. Yeah, but a lot of times cost and time and whatever restricts it, but hopefully if there is this push to get more data and they actually do get you know, more better population estimates, that's awesome. I think that's a good thing yeah. and I would I don't know I'm curious, but I bet it's gonna show that there's the, more the bears. The science will back it there's up. There's probably more bears than we think yeah. there are. And so, yeah, I think it could almost, like, bite some of the, <laughs> the you know, some people who, the, right, the animal welfare groups that are, like, pushing for whatever, I think it could almost backfire on them, but I yeah. think it'll be interesting. I think, yeah, I'm all for learning more about it. Um, well, it's yeah, not... it's,
2: it's interesting, because this is the first time they've had it canceled since 99. In Washington, yeah. But what has changed to where all of a sudden we're like we don't have enough data. Like like what has happened because like right. if it's if it's if there's been a spring bear hunt in Washington state since 99 why has the like we need more data all of a sudden been an issue like right now. It just seems weird like what you've been doing in the past isn't working, so let's just stop, but like why why isn't it working? Yeah. Like that's and what I want to like, know. Is like,
0: I think that the big push was like this petition from I can't remember. I think I don't know if this one is the Humane Society. Of the United States, or I think that was who it was. But anyway, they put these petitions out. And yeah. they Just like, you know, convince people to petition, uh, sign this petition to convince the commission to yeah. review it. And yeah. they're like, they're like, when there isn't a ton of data backing it, the commission's like, "Oh, I guess our hands are tied." But, right. I mean, it's, it commission the Washington commission is government governor appointed, so you know the people that are on it right tend to lean whatever the governor. Yeah, is doing so. There's a lot of moving facets to it, and I don't, I don't fully understand it. I'm, I'm trying to learn all this stuff. It's there's always like little bits and pieces that I don't know about. Yeah, and that's another like if people watching, if you know more, I'm like really interested in this. So if you have good information, good articles, research papers, anything, send them our way. Um,
2: yeah, I think a big but, part is public perception versus scientific like right. data. Like it if the people don't understand, it's just kind of like you're putting public perception versus like scientific research. So you're kind of like going over the biologists and the, you know, the, the people who, who do that, who study black bear populations, study hunting limits and all that. Like you're, you're putting a group of people who don't know the science and they're saying, well, we think it's mean. We don't think, and that could be it. That could be literally, it could be like, we think it's mean and therefore like we don't like it, which is a valid, that's valid. But like if the scientists are like, we can do sustainable harvest. Like these animals are not in the long run gonna be affected. Like we do we've been doing this since ninety nine or whatever, like yeah. But but then you'd have to convince the people that are like, well, it's mean. That like well it's it's a renewable resource and if people don't grow up with like the mindset that hunting is food and they think that hunting is like trophies for people to put on their wall like then it's hard to persuade them that like, no, like we eat these. Like this isn't just like a, a macho chest bump thing, like we're going to go out and eat this. Like, yeah, it's a bear, but like, do you not like deer hunting? Do you not like elk hunting? Like, bears eat deer fawns and elk (laughs) calves. Like, you can't, you know, it's hard hard to put one animal over another in like the tier of like how sentient they are, like how intelligent of a life form it is. Like, you can equate deer and elk to cattle because they have hooves and they're like, you know, grazers, but then black bear, you know, don't don't touch them because they're different, but...
0: No, it's super interesting. It, and that's I, I try to look at it from all angles because I mean, I grew up hunting, so I've been told this story my whole life. Yeah. I like, kind of just been immersed in it. And, yeah. But even that, I, I didn't bear hunt, so some of the stuff's new. But yeah. It's just, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. And I mean, it even brings up the question of like, so do non, I don't know, when non stakeholders get to start driving policy decisions. Yeah it's just like well you're not contributing to funding wildlife management and then it opens up that whole can of worms but that's a topic for another (laughs) discussion that's a
2: whole other thing
0: but uh yeah i don't know i i think (laughs) the more i learn about it the the more i feel like it's just this very similar to deer and elk and have our data collection methods even if they are rudimentary it's i mean we're not killing all the bears out there yeah so yeah hopefully uh we don't lose all bear hunting. I think it's a it's pretty fun, yeah, pretty pretty cool adventure. Good meat, uh, great springtime can, activity. It's and a resource, a renewable, renewable resource resources. that uh, you know can sustain it. And yep. but I'm all for yeah, more science. Good thing. I think that's a win-win. I think, I think if we get if what comes out of this is more data and we have a better understanding of populations, I think that's a win-win situation. So yeah,
2: hopefully silver
0: lining. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But. I think it's going to continue to be in the news a lot yeah. over over the next few years. And but yeah, if you have any information you want to share about that or anything else, you can email us at weekly at freshtracks.tv. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for being uh, a guest this week, filling in for Randy.
2: Yeah, all my good stuff. Uh, all my years of bear hunting experience. I
0: don't have years of bear hunting Beer I have years of bear hunting experience. Bear hunting experience, not so much.
1: <laughs> <But> yeah,
0: anyway. <laughs> and with that, bye. <laughs>